0: hey this is jonathan with limitless mindset and this is my biohacker review of lost empire herbs ashwagandha product and this is a Spagyric tincture this is tinctured tranquility if you will and so in this review i'm going to talk about my experiences with this product, and I'm also gonna break down some of the recent science and clinical findings on ashwagandha. So this is a alcohol tincture that is an extract of the pharmacologically active components of ashwagandha and a dropperful which is about one squeeze that's a little bit less than one squeeze of the dropper right there because I've been using quite a bit of this stuff I'm almost out of it actually And a dropper full of this stuff is enough to produce a relaxed, tranquil, but not necessarily drowsy sort of headspace. And I have been using this stuff mostly as a sleep hack. It seems to deliver pretty good slumber that we want, right? And in fact, I used it last night because Like a lot of you, I've been probably kind of overdosing on the coronavirus, the nonstop coronavirus show, right? I'm trying to learn as much as I can so that I'm not negatively impacted by this slow motion train wreck, global train wreck that is careening towards us all. And I was probably just got my nervous system a bit overloaded by all the information about it. And then I kind of had some trouble getting to sleep last night. And so I took uh, almost almost all that I had of this. You can see I have just a little bit less left and it helped me to get to sleep. And this actually brings me to an important point, which is that I think a lot of you in my audience are kind of kind of red pill kind of types. And we understand that there is a very useful function for fear. Fear is a really crucial part of our psychology, right? And fear is what enables our survival. And so I think it's okay. Some people are like, no, 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 no. Avoid all the negativity. Avoid all the fear mongering. You know, just stay positive. I think it's okay to be a bit afraid i think it's okay to you know read books read media podcasts etc that inform you about the threats that are out there particularly the threats to your health but what i think is problematic is what happened to me last night like i said if you overdose a little bit on the negative information and then it affects your ability to get good sleep well boy, that is the opposite of what you want. You know, that lack of good sleep is going to really hit your immune system and make you all the more vulnerable to all the things that you might be worrying about. So I think that the antidote, if you're gonna be taking the red pills, there's a co. If you're going to be taking the the red pills, you know, consuming that information, then there's a cofactor to those red pills, which is first of all action, first of all doing something to make yourself more antifragile, and then you also need to stop to stack on top of those red pills, anxiolytic type of practices and tools like ashwagandha. So if you're going to watch podcasts about all the crazy stuff going on in, if you're going to listen to podcasts, watch videos about all the crazy stuff going on in the world, in the evenings, you want to do some meditation, you want to spend 30 minutes or 40 minutes or an hour reading a book that kind of chills you out. Maybe you want to do things like the HRV training that I do with M-Wave devices. Maybe you want to take cold showers. It's really important if you are going to bump up your cortisol levels by informing yourself about everything going on in the world. It's really important to make sure that that is not something that is intruding into that two to three hour window before you go to bed. Because again, you're just making yourself vulnerable at that point. So a couple of things about this product, about this ashwagandha product. One of the things that I really like about it is that this is made in America stuff. It is made in Oregon. It's farmed in Oregon. And then Lost Empire Herbs, they are my go-to for these adaptogenic nutraceuticals because they have really stringent product quality testing standards that are higher than anybody anybody else that I found out there, frankly. And when you are dealing with particularly these nutraceuticals that may be coming from India and also potentially China, although thanks to the coronavirus, we might not be getting so many more supplements from China. When you're looking at these nutraceuticals, you want to be really wary of toxicity. And there was a book really dense science book that I read called Food Forensics by Mike Adams. And he operates a spectroscopy lab in Texas, one of the best in United States and his finding was that things that were coming out of India were sometimes really rife with toxins and so this can unfortunately actually sometimes make some of these really great herbal nutraceuticals that can be really empowering to our health if they're rife with toxins because of sloppy production standards that are different in different places in the world. This can actually make these sorts of nutraceuticals iatrogenic where they do more harm than good like pharmaceuticals so that's really not what we want and I will actually read you a quick section from the book he said as I also documented, many organic foods and superfoods can be surprisingly high in toxic heavy metals. As a general rule, anything imported from China, India, or Thailand has a much higher risk of being contaminated than foods from North America, Europe, New Zealand, or many South American countries like Bolivia. In my lab, i found alarmingly high levels of lead in uh, mangosteen powder, for example, and almost all spices from India are consistently contaminated with lead. So again, that's why I love lost empire herbs because you can find their coas and they not only do coas of their product they also do toxicity tests on the soil that it is grown in and that's really important because of course these nutraceutical herbs they absorb everything that's in the soil there so the main benefit biohackers that I think you're going to get out of something like this is as a sleep hack. You are going to get rockstar quality sleep if you do about two of the squeezes, about two of the dropperfuls of about that quantity, possibly a little bit more. I found that I would do that and I'd get knocked right out. I'd get great slumber, I wouldn't wake up in the middle of the night and then think to myself, what the heck am I doing up in the middle of the night? Well, it's dark and there's nothing to do. I wouldn't have that happened. And then I would wake up feeling fully rejuvenated. I'm still debating whether I prefer this uh, spagyric, tinctured form of ashwagandha or the powdered stuff. I've used the powdered stuff for some time. I just mix it in a tea with hot water and it goes down pretty nice. I think the powdered stuff actually has kind of a pleasant taste. Although people debate back and forth about the taste of the powdered stuff, it can kind of like Stick on your spoon; it kind of sticks on the inside of your your cup. So, some people, for convenience' sake, would probably choose this stuff, and that's what I would probably suggest if you have tried the powdered stuff and you know that you like ashwagandha, and then you want to try something else. So, let me look on my iPad here, and I will just give you a quick overview on some of the recent science that's been done on ashwagandha because there is quite a bit of research on this one. So the most recent study was a randomized double-blind placebo-controlled human trial, a collaboration between Australian and Indian universities. There were 60 adults that received either an ashwagandha extract like this particular spegeric tincture, or a placebo. And there was statistically significant improvement in measured depression, anxiety, and stress. It decreased cortisol while increasing testosterone in men, but not ladies, which is good. You know, women probably don't want to have their testosterone shoot way up. So you don't need to worry about that with with ashwagandha ladies you're not going to end up growing hair on your chest or getting into bar fights if you've been using ashwagandha to deal with your stress and this study concluded these findings suggest that ashwagandha's stress relieving effects may occur via its modulating effect on the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis. And then the next study was a double-blind clinical trial out of Mumbai, India. And it found that sleep and stress scores improved at a dosage of only 250 milligrams. And here's from the study abstract. Background stress, anxiety, and impeded sleep are a frequent feature of life in modern societies. Boy, that's true, isn't it? The participants receiving ashwagandha had significant improvement in sleep quality and their conclusion was ashwagandha root aqueous extract was beneficial in reducing stress and anxiety. So that's good. Like I said, we need a cofactor to all these red pills. And then there was a meta-analysis of six in vitro, 13 preclinical, and five clinical studies. And This one was actually looking at diabetes and they were trying to figure out if the totality of the data coming out of all this research was positive or negative on ashwagandha's potential helpful effect for those struggling with diabetes. And it says that it was unclear. So, you know, if you're dealing with diabetes, if you're pre-diabetic, there's other things that you might want to look at. I think probably like NMN, is uh, something that holds a lot of promise. And then a Singaporean systematic review focused on age-related cognitive decline. And it concluded, adults with schizophrenia schizoaffective disorder or bipolar disorder in most instances ashwagandha extract improved performance on cognitive tasks executive function attention and reaction time it also appears to be well tolerated with good adherence with good adherence and minimal side effects and then finally i actually have a little bit of bad news from the recent clinical research And there was a American Icelandic paper that documented, get this, five cases of liver injury attributed to ashwagandha containing supplements were identified. So apparently five people suffered from jaundice and symptoms such as nausea, lethargy, pruritus, and abdominal discomfort as a result of ashwagandha supplementation. Fortunately, though, none of them suffered from liver failure. And the paper suggests that ashwagandha's ashwagandha's hepatotoxicity should be further evaluated. And here's my thoughts on this. I find it highly unlikely that ashwagandha is hepatotoxic toxic because it has been evaluated in so many human clinical trials around the world, not just in India. I think if that was a consistent feature of ashwagandha, that would pop up a lot more frequently in the human clinical trials. And it doesn't really consistently. They will conclude their clinical trials by just saying no severe or no real concerning adverse side effects were noted in the population of people that were using it. What I suspect suspect here, and again, these were like cases of, I suppose, people that had a negative reaction, and then they reported it to some sort of authority, and then they compiled it into this paper. I suspect that these people were using like cheapo, bunk, ashwagandha because like I said the observation from food forensic is that probably the majority of the supplements that are coming out of India have some toxins in them notably I think he said lead and so I'm suspecting that these people are using they're just you going to the grocery store, and they're grabbing a bottle of ashwagandha off the shelf that might be on discount, and then they're using that stuff. And over time, they're accumulating some toxins, and then they're getting some negative side effects. So I would say that, again, it's just another reason to make sure that you're using stuff that passes a COA that's actually verified as pure and toxin-free. However, I'm going to revise my ashwagandha recommendation just based upon that. In the past, I would sometimes take a lot of ashwagandha because I would really want to knock myself out at night. I'd do like maybe three, four grams of the stuff, and I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. Something like this, or I will take, you know, maybe a gram of the powdered stuff. And I would certainly, you know, just again, urge people to be kind of vigilant of how they're doing on these supplements. If you're taking ashwagandha and you notice some odd symptoms, then by all means, stop using it, please. And so I will just finish up this review by mentioning that with Lost Empire Herbs, because I have an arrangement with them, because I have a history with them and I've been real impressed with their products, they are one of the vendors that I recommend for the Limitless Mindset Secret Society, which is a exclusive online biohacker community that I've got. So if you purchase at least $100 worth of products from Lost Empire Herbs via the links that you can find below this video or anywhere on my website. Purchase via those links and their products are not really cheap. You know, this is good stuff, so it's expensive to produce not hard to spend a hundred bucks, forward that receipt over to me at consultations at limitlessmindset.com. And then me and you can get on a Skype call and we can do a private 30 minute consultation. And you might have questions about life hacking stuff, biohacking stuff, about philosophy. Sometimes people want to talk to me about they crazy ideas about transhumanism or whatever. And I'd love to talk with you. I've met some really cool people around the world this way. So it's one of my favorite parts of my job. So please do, uh, I guess, bookmark the links that you see for that below this video. And I think that covers everything that I've got on Ashwagandha at the moment. If you try it, do drop me a line, drop us a review, drop us a comment, let me know what you think. And again, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and I look forward to a continued conversation with you.